0: And uh, this is understandable. So it's all about the team. Do they have a proven track record? Uh, we look also at uh, what advisors were they were they able to uh, attract to their company? Are those the type of advisors that are advising a hundred companies, and they're not? They're, I mean, they're less valuable. But if it's advisor that maybe advises one or two companies, and he is a leader in the space if you were able to sell him on your vision idea and he's actually helping, and better yet, if he even wrote a small check, that's a huge uh, you know, differentiator for a startup. Well said. But
1: well said. for it us, evaluation
0: is all about the percentage of a company, right? So yeah. uh, we tend to want between five and 10% of the, uh, at least uh, five and 10% of the company was our check so, if the valuation is high and our maximum check is one and a half to two million, and we cannot get ten percent, then it's uh, you know uh, not something that we really like.
1: Uh, I'm going to tweet. I think that. this is a really key keep. going to say this is a really key point. I think Eugene just made, which <laughs> is that so people get hung up on the valuation, right? That that's kind of become the number. Everybody wants the number, but really the days are gone when the valuation was rooted in something logical <laughs> so it's really as eugene said as eugene said mostly it's these days it's driven by what percentage of the company does the investor want to own and what percentage of the company does the entrepreneur want to give up and from that you can kind of back into valuation, but it's it's the percentage ownership that drives the discussion really i
0: mean we want our pro-rata uh, have an ability to have a pro-rata right? and uh uh if we can have a more than a, pro, a regular parada, but get a super parada, if if we're the first we'll check in so uh yeah. but you know usually less than five percent don't get parada right so
1: right. i'm gonna tweet that one-way ventures uh super <laughs> parada rights uh you got it eugene <laughs> <laughs> um raymond tell me what are the areas of, of of uh investment that you and your partners at samsung ventures are looking at most closely
2: come on we it's not samsung venture samsung next venture what the next <laughs> one
1: <laughs>
2: all right all right Um yeah i mean naturally because of the you know the huge you know coverage of samsung's business right uh, so we have six focus sectors okay six maybe too many, but I think that's how we start with, right? Three uh, technology sectors, AI, blockchain, and uh, infrastructure, like edge cloud. And then three uh, industrial focus sectors, digital health, media tech, and the FinTech. See, very broad.
1: And and tell me, um, what what is your answer to the whole question about valuation and what percentage of the company uh, you need to, to be getting. What, what are your conditions?
2: I have no condition. That's why how we play the game in an unfair way, right? Uh, we say, okay, we, we write small checks. We can fit into any cap table. We have no string attached. We don't ask for anything. In the old days, I ask for information rights, at least, right? In the days I don't ask for anything. So that's our new strategy. I think it's fairly effective. But you don't lead. I don't need. You don't need. Yeah, I do not need exactly. Right.
0: So they need Correct. somebody like us or B capital to come in. Exactly. Exactly. Set,
2: right. So that's why I'm super friendly with all the VCs, right? Is that because I'm not competitive? So that basically enabled me to get into any deals, because I basically just give you additional, you know, option.
1: Got it. And and tell me what kind of relationship with the Samsung business units. Um, can you offer in the current iteration of Samsung Next? It used to be that if you received investment capital from Samsung, you also would have some sort of commercial relationship. Is that still the case, and is that still the goal?
2: Um, used to be a goal, so we're going to work together for that goal, right? Uh, it is still a goal, but it's a more long-term goal. The lessons we learned over the past you know, several years is that it's very hard for you to force a marriage between our portfolio company and a, a big, you know, business unit inside Samsung, right? So rather than taking a push approach, I would rather prefer a pull approach. I would rather, you know, let my you know portfolio company grow healthy. We have a big platform team to help them, not just to look for a customer inside Samsung, but outside Samsung as well. Okay, and, and then when our portfolio company grows up then I bet the, the, our business unit will come to us, well, and then ask for an introduction. Yeah, so I think that's the sort of a new approach we're taking. We will for sure, you know, uh, put the LM in front of the executives when the time is right. Say, so, okay, this company has been doing these great things. Okay, that's it, and the newsletter will circulate through the whole top executives of Samsung Electronics. So we do that all the time. But we do not really push our portfolio for the company to work with certain business units. We let them come to us.
1: Thank you, Raymond. Karen, I would love to hear from you uh, as to your thoughts on the current market conditions, valuations, and what you're looking to get when you write a check.
3: Well, I think uh, it's more like what we're willing to give than what we're we're looking to receive. I mean, honestly. Well said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cocktail for you. (laughs) Thank
3: you. Thank you. Um, So, you know, we we really want to be the most valuable investor on the cap table for any company that we work with. And to that end, you know, we we bring in uh, hopefully pretty strong investor talent, but we also bring in a platform team who's able to add value in a number of different ways. But you're right. It's an incredibly competitive market right now. So what can we do to differentiate ourselves? Uh, we want to we wanna put our best work forward in, in every occasion and uh, happy to work with, with other investors as well. But ideally, what we're bringing to the table is knowledge of the industries that we're working with and the ability to make connections and uh, to draw from our expertise to, like I said, add value to the company as they begin to scale. Uh, we are looking for companies, um, as I mentioned, in kind of the seed in A. Um, in some respects, we, we, we like – you know, it's the same kind of uh, math equation um, that we were talking about earlier. And in that, we, we want to get, you know, at least 6 to 10% ownership of a company when we're writing a check. We want to stay with the company throughout their journey. But I, 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 I hate the, the thought that we have to be promised – um, rights, provider rights. I mean, of course, we want them, but we'd like to earn the right. You know, I think that at the end of the day, the relationship that you build with the founders uh, will dictate your opportunities as the company grows and scales. We want to earn that right. I think it's um, one of the things that we look for as we're thinking about our investment Is is the, is the founding team, of course. Obviously, that's going to be an important thing to us. But we want the narrative, we want to understand what's the story. Certainly, the other elements that have already been mentioned uh, are key to our, our thought process and our decision making. You know, is there a market, or if there isn't a market, should there be a market, and um, and what's what are the problems that companies are facing right now without this particular solution, and and to us, it's all about hearing how the team is able to articulate their vision around this and the ability to demonstrate that. Uh, I think as Brett was saying earlier, that there is interest uh, in the markets that are being pursued.
1: Well said. And, and Karen, thank you so much. Um, Nicole, I want to bring you back in. Hopefully your connectivity issues have been resolved. And um, we've heard a lot from the funds about you know what they're looking for in terms of technologies and, and stages and so forth. And Nicole, you and I work with um, more companies than we would want anyone to ever know, um, uh, and we love each of them. And uh, as they embark upon um, a seed stage financing process, what I always worry about is that I've seen, you know, too many of them take too long, and it's such a distraction. And so what what I am, am trying to do is design a process that allows for speed, efficiency, and success. And I would love to hear your thoughts on um, you know, financing instruments as, as, you know, kind of one of the initial gating items to set up a process, you know, at seed stage, should we be telling our our companies to think about a safe, a convertible note, a priced round, you know, preferred stock? Um, where do you start and where do you end up, Nicole?
3: Yeah, I think the, the first question that I ask a client who's who's wondering that same thing is how much are they looking to raise? If they're <clears throat> looking to raise, I'd say, less than two to three million, um, I try to steer them towards safe. So really easy to execute really quickly and get a bit of money in the door without spending a ton of legal fee in, legal fees and a ton of time. Um and a ton of time negotiating too, right? So it's it's really easy to sort of execute on safe. If you're looking to raise more than that, um, then we.